my heart. The one and only English speaking station in Moscow. With Alan Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a very warm welcome to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. We have our final birthday giveaway tonight. So get ready to message in on plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. Hello to the person out there making a video. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. It is going to be great because the quiz will be at the top of this second segment. But listen. Are you ready for the best hour of sports power on mainland Europe with the very best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews in the world of sports? I hope so, because in just one minute, we're going to go to Andrew Flint and Isla Cody to talk Russian Premier League, English Premier League, UEFA Champions and Europa Leagues and the Carabao Cup. Sorry about that, uh, Isla. We do have to speak about it. In the second, we're going to go to Leeds to talk with the man who was voted... The most, he was voted Yorkshire's most handsome male man. Yes, it is gold.com, the biggest football website in the world, the biggest sports website in the world. He, the, he is their senior editor, Peter Staunton. He's going to talk about the European Super League and the dominoes that have been falling. Since we were on there last week, we knew what was going to happen. We said it was going to be a disaster and we were proved right yet again. We're going to talk about uh, Jurgen Klopp as well a bit later. And in the third, we have the big fat filthy quiz. Is, but straight away, I'm going to go on to the phone, or I should say to Skype, and straight away speak with Mr. Andrew Flint, because this has been a great weekend, really, for most Moscow clubs, uh, at least a few of them. Um, Andrew, I mean, it was it was a great result for Lokomotiv, a 5-2 win away in Saransk, rainy Saransk against Tambov. Dinamo, of course, lost to their Oblast rivals, 1-0, they lost to Himki. Spartak beat their cross-city rivals, Siska, 1-0. But it is now looking very, very likely that it will be a at least a Zenith Loco Spartak one two three. Am I correct, Andrew Flint? Can you hear me, Andrew Flint? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Are you live on air with us, Andrew Flint? That is strange. I can't seem to hear Andrew Flint. We're going to try and uh, Andrew. Can you speak up a little bit? No, no, Andrew Flint on the line. That is a strange one. Okay, we'll try and call him back in just one moment because it is a little bit annoying, of course, because we we will try to get Andrew back in just a second. Isolt, of course, is there. Uh, Isolt, can you hear both of us? Isolt, can you speak? Oh, I can't hear either of our guys. That is a strange one. They're all together. Okay, we're going to try and get it back on in just a moment. Um, I think I kind of know what is happening because we had this, of course, this issue just not too long ago with, uh, with, our, <laughs> with our studio when we had a wee bit of a mess up, but we then got it solved in the end. Uh, so we will try to get this fixed as we go along. I will uh, definitely, definitely, definitely try to get these uh, guys on the air. And um, then hopefully we'll, we'll be working so uh andrew flint are you are you there with us no no i don't seem to be able to get uh andrew flint uh, at all andrew are you there with us no no still no andrew flint andrew speak no, Andrew. We can't hear Andrew at all at the moment, but not to worry, folks. We're going to get him back on in just a moment. Um, we will try to... Uh, uh, yes, yeah. I know that you. I can't hear you guys, but you can hear me. But no one on air can hold, hear you either. It could be just the fact that we have some new speakers in here in the studio. Can you hear me now, guys? Can you hear me now? Or still nothing? No. 
No, still nothing whatsoever. You can hear me, but guys, we can't hear you. I'm sorry about that. We just can't get you coming through on the show at the moment. Um, we will hang up and try to call you back, okay? So if you just hang up, guys, and uh, we will try to call you back. Uh, no, we won't, guys. They're saying, is what's it going to work? No, just hang up and I'll call you guys back, okay? So if you just hang up, exit the call, and we will get you back. Okay, guys, uh, we are going to move on right now with the show because we have, uh, again, as I mentioned, there were uh, there was a big showdown, of course, in Moscow, Spartak running away. Well, seriously, running away. They ended up one nil winners um, against Siska. Uh, uh, um, and you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you know Spartak were on a bit of a downer for a while. We did like you know, kind of we said it was going to be a tough one for them at home against Siska out in the Ukraine Arena, but they came through and they came through quite well. They were winning one nil. And of course, local, I mean, you know, conceded two goals against Tambov. Tambov are not the uh, worst of teams, but then again, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're trying to figure out how to, how to, how to work out this team from Tambov because it just doesn't see, it, there's something wrong there. Of course, they're not getting paid. They're not getting looked after. But, you know, as we spoke with uh, Alexander Zotov last week, uh, you know, there are some serious issues going on at the moment in Tambov. Okay. Now we're going to try and get those guys back on again. And hopefully, folks, just let's cross our fingers that, uh, we will get them back on the line um, hopefully whoever comes in first Andrew Flint can you hear me yeah you, you guys can hear me Easel can you hear me okay I, the, the guys can hear me as far as I know but do we? I cannot hear them folks I don't think any of you can hear them either that is a bit of an issue that we have in the studio so we are yeah we're going to try and get that sorted out i don't know if we will there's no sound yes andrew yeah we do understand that there is no sound uh okay we're going to try it again guys can you hear me okay uh they can hear each other speaking uh andrew easelt can you hear me now no no, everyone out here, even people here in the uh, area can hear us. Okay, so we're going to exit that call and we'll just go on with the show as is and try to fix it in the meantime between the songs. Okay, so what else was happening there? Of course, the Caribou uh, Cup final, the English Football League Cup final went on today. Man City beating Spurs 1-0. That was a bit of a, a downer for East. So we're going to make fun of her, but of course, uh, it was not It was not going to be or isn't going to be right now. We're going to have maybe some difficulties later on in the call, but like, we'll try to get this fixed as quick as possible. Um, what else is going on? Well, basically, uh, in, in the rest of the world, in the English Premier League course, Burnley... Um, Burnley beats uh, Wolves 4-0, Leeds 0-0 with Man United. Right now, Aston Villa, it is in the second half against West Brom, and it is 1-1 between the two of them. So that's a, a good one there for West Ham. Or, sorry, for, for actually, it's West Brom have just taken the lead, 2-1. Okay, so Big Sam is working his magic 2-1 to West Brom. Yesterday, of course, Liverpool, they, uh, well, you know, they're still on that kind of a, a bit of a bad run. It is They finished 1-1 against Newcastle United. West Ham, they went down 1-0 to Chelsea. That was something that we didn't expect that last week. We knew it was going to be a tough match, but uh, we didn't expect West Ham to, you know... We, we, we thought it would be a draw. At least I thought it would be a draw. Sheffield United, they were 1-0 winners against Brighton Hove. Albion, Arsenal, of course, on Friday evening went down 1-0 to Everton. That was an awful match. If anyone did uh, watch that match... Um 
Let's, you know, we'll, we'll just have to like move on from that as quick as possible. Uh, Leicester City, 3-0 winners against West Brom. Yeah, that was a, that was a decent one. Um, but then again, like looking at Leicester City, how did they, they're performing? You know, they, they, they're a team that, you know, have the ability to, you know, do something special. But, you know, again, they are eight points. They're not going to finish any higher than third right now in the season. There's only five games left for City and United. Of course, City playing in the Carabao Cup today. United, you know, United have blown so many chances. They could have had a chance to make up those extra points. They're not going to win the league, but still, at as at it is as it is going, um, you know, they are going to finish in second place. West Ham still in the Champions League places. They are in fifth place. Down the bottom, okay, we did think that you know West Brom, you know, they were going to get a bit of a bounce with Big Sam, but they uh, not enough. They there's only five games to go in the season. They are not going to rescue themselves. Those three teams, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield, they are gone. Uh, Newcastle with that draw. Yes, of course, that's given them a little bit of life as well. So they're, going, they're, they're, they're clear. They're on 36 points, the same as Burnley and Southampton above them. Now, back over again to the Russian Premier League. Looking at it as it stands, Zenith, uh, big winners yesterday. Big, big winners yesterday, beating Rotor 6-0. That was a, you know, we, we didn't expect that. Rotor, of course, now they have dropped into the uh, bottom two. Um and it is a bit of a disaster for them because, you know, they they had the opportunity to, you know, maybe nudge ahead of Ufa or maybe even against Ar- or Arsenal Tula. But the three games to go in the season, I mean, Tambov are doomed. Rotor looked like they're going straight back down as well. Ufa in 14th and Arsenal in 13th. Uh, as I mentioned, Zeni top on 58, Loco on 52, Spark with the, Spartak with a win today keep their heads above Rubin. So they're going to be in the Europa League next year. That looks a cert. Lina Slutsky's Rubin, I mean, it's, they've done very, very well to, uh, you know, to, to, to recover after a pretty mm, nasty start to the season. They are now in fourth place. They're on the same points. Level, there's level on points with Sochi. Now, looking at Rubin, they lost 1-0 at home to the end, today against Krasnodar. Krasnodar, who were a team in complete collapse, they're still in 10th place despite that win. Not that far back off Rubin, actually. They're only a, a couple of points back, but there's only three games to go. Uh, so it's not going to happen for them. Um, Rubin on 46, Sochi 46, Siska 46, and Dinamo on 46. So you have the teams from 4th to 7th all on the same number of points. Now, of course, Loco will be going into the cup final. They won this uh, past week. Um, winning you know, pretty much quite well overall. A 3-0 against this guy. They weren't really tested that much. They're going to face Krylyasovitov Samara. That is going to be a, that is going to be a difficult one. Now, in all fairness, that would be a tough one because Krylyas came through 4-1 winners on penalties after a scoreless draw after uh, full-time extra time. Um, the final course is going to be, actually, we won't be, we'll only be coming back on air the week after because we go off for the May holidays, of course. And uh, Loco will be playing at home against Krylyasovit of Samara. That is at 8 o'clock on Wednesday the 12th. So we all come back from our holidays. Remember, our holidays have been extended all the way through the May holidays. So there's no little break between where we all have to go back into the office. Some of us will. I, I, I have an awful feeling I will have to go back into the office. But, you know, such is life. Um, but, you know, we, we'll basically be all sorted and enjoying ourselves immensely, of course. Um, we're going back into the office and uh, looking at it, it's going, that's going to be a tough one. Loco and Krylis Sovitov, 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Krylis Sovitov, mm, yeah, they're doing quite well this season. They're not, they are doing quite well in the FNL. Um, do they have the firepower to beat a local team that are on fire? Um, I don't think so. I think Loco want to try and win something. Nikolic is under pressure at the club. 
we know there have been changes. Our very, very good friend, Kilo Bredo, has left the club along with a lot of his colleagues from the uh, media uh, department. So they've left. So it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a difficult kind of one to call now for, for local, how they're going to develop, how they're going to recover from all of this. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. Okay, looking ahead then, uh, mid-week, of course, the champions in Europa Leagues are both back. Now, I really want to discuss this with our guys and get their tips because they've been pretty good so far on, on the tips. Um, on Tuesday, this Tuesday, Real Madrid are facing Chelsea. Yeah, two of the teams who wanted to run away from football and form their own little, like, you know, league. Uh, they are both playing each other. Of course, that is, uh, I don't think it's, actually, it is in Madrid. It will be played in Madrid in the uh, reserve stadium in the Alfredo Di Stefano. Um, that's at 10 o'clock Moscow time. And then, of course, on Wednesday, so 24 hours later, you have PSG against Man City. And uh, who said, oh, Isol says that Chelsea will win that one. Okay, we'll see. The guys are actually listening to, to, to me on the radio. I hope that, God, we get this fixed now during the next out because uh, I don't want to have you talking the entire show. I know you guys will be all tired of listening to me. That is for sure. Okay, um, Chelsea, of course, uh, sorry, uh, PSG against Man City. Now, Man City, of course, after winning today, they're going to win the English League as well. So they're looking for a treble. Now, Liverpool fans, Man United fans will go, oh, it's a plastic treble, it's not a real treble. I'm sorry, winning the English Premier League and then going to win the Champions League, that is something special. Carabao Cup is good as well. It's a knockout competition. They beat a decent Spurs team in the uh, final. They've, they've, you know, they've looked very, very good all season. So, you know, it, it's a pity in one way they didn't win, go through to the FA Cup as well because to them to win four, ma- four, four title or four, sorry, four competitions in one year will be absolutely, well, extra special, uh, as we would say. Okay, so um, Chelsea, of course, as I said, they are uh, decent. <laughs> sorry, Issa said I'm referring to them as decent. They were decent. Um, so then, of course, the following week, then Man City, that PSG game, of course, is taking place in Paris in the Parc des Princes. Um, the next week, of course, Man City then is the reverse one. So then they play on Tuesday on May the 4th, 10 o'clock. Uh, that we will be off air on, of course, for the May holidays. Uh, that'll be Man City against PSG. And then the following night at Stamford Bridge, it will be Chelsea against Real Madrid. Now, looking at the Europa League, this is going to be a tough one. This is, the, I, I actually, in one way, yeah, the, the Champions League folks are thinking, oh, that's pretty decent. That's actually good. It's interesting and so on and so forth. Do you know what? No, no. I, I actually think the uh, Europa League is going to be, yeah, Europa League is going to be the big one because Man United are playing Roma at home on Thursday, this coming Thursday, at 10 o'clock. Okay, so April 29th, Man United and Roma. This is going to be very good. And in the other semi-final on the same night, you've got Villarreal and Arsenal. Yeah, uh, Villarreal the team, the, the uh, yellow submarine team. Uh, from Spain. This is going to be a good one as well and, and I do think that this could be it could end up as being um, uh, an all English final, all English Premier League final because, okay, Roma, not a bad team, Roma, decent team but Man United, again, the same as Arsenal were the ones who are running away from their leagues to form their own little, like, you know, league uh, European Super League uh, they are, they're in it to win it as well so they need a bit of silverware this season because Ole Gullis-Sanchar he needs to win something this season because the pressure is definitely on, of course. Then down in London Arsenal, you know, you've got the, the, the coaches getting kicked all around the place. They're starting to come into a bit of form. They are looking quite good. So, again, 
weekend, this Thursday, two two English teams doing quite well. Uh, it, hopefully, fingers crossed, United will do well, and fingers crossed, Arsenal do well as well. Nothing against the Italian or Spanish teams, just, you know, kind of hoping to do well. Of course, then a week later, on the May 6th, uh, you have the reverse, reverse fixtures, um, the game in Roma in the Stadio Olimpico, so lovely stadium. If anyone's been to Rome, when you go to visit, it, it is kind of a bit of a relic, but it's still lovely. The surrounds are very, very nice as well. And of course, Arsenal playing Villarreal in the Emirates uh, in that reverse fixture. Okay, so uh, moving swiftly along, as they say, looking ahead to the games next week in the English Premier League, or sorry, in the Russian Premier League. Let's let's look at that first, because that is the one that is most important for us. Um, we have a big showdown. We have a huge one. This is It's not going to decide the title, but it could decide second place. This is God's honest truth. Um, because you have, okay, Dinamo are away in Kazan against Rubin. So they need to win. That's a must win for both teams. Rubin win, they stay in fourth place. Dinamo win, they are going to, they are going to, or they are going to push ahead. Uh, possibly, uh, depending on other results, how they go, they are going to go ahead of Rubin into fourth place. Um, then, of course, we've got Siska at home against Ufa. Siska, they cannot afford to slip up. They need a win there as well. Uh, Sochi, who are in fifth place at the moment, uh, they are against their neighbours, Krasnodar. Okay, that's on Saturday. So the first game is on Saturday at 2 o'clock. That's Ruben Dinamo. Then you've got Siska at 4.30 at home on Saturday. Then Krasnodar, Sochi. And Himke, of course. Okay, Himke are safe and they're for another season. And then you've got Zenit and Lokomotiv Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Okay, Zenit, Lokomotiv, Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Tune in. Be in to win. This is going to be a huge match because if Loco do manage to beat them, they will only be three points off with two matches to go. And if that's the case, then things, our predictions could go a little bit awry because, okay, Zenith have Ufa the, uh, the following week. Um, Zenith, uh, Loco have Dinamo. And then it all goes down, could go down to the last match of the season when Zenith play Tambov, who of course are already relegated, and Loco play Oral. So, um, even if Zenith lose, they're still going to win the league. But let's have a bit of hope for Lokomotiv in any case. And of course, then on Monday, on Monday afternoon, uh, on the 3rd, you have Arsenal uh, Tula hosting Spartak Moscow 4.30 out in Tula. Again, Arsenal need to win that match. Or sorry, uh, Celtic, uh, Celtic. Spartak need to win that match. That is it. They need to win that match. It's a huge one for them. Okay, huge, huge one for them. So, again, noting those games one more time. Rubin and uh, Dinamo on Saturday two o'clock Siska Ufa on Saturday at 4.30 and then you have okay Krasnar Sochi Sochi if they win that they're going to stay up there in fifth place um, Zenith and Loco Sunday night 7 o'clock tune in and be ready for a really really good game these are two informed teams they're going to show off show down up in St. Petersburg it's going to be huge and of course on Monday 4.30 Arsenal Tula against Spartak ok now we're going to go back to the break right now hopefully we'll come back with uh, Peter Staunton fingers crossed but in the meantime we're going to go out with Ho Hey and the Lumineers and uh, hopefully we'll come back with some good news and Peter Staunton back after this Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I've been trying to do it right. I've been living a lonely life. I've been sleeping here instead. I've been sleeping in my bed. Sleeping in my bed. So show me family. All the blood that I will bleed. 
Okay, folks, welcome back after that. And of course, uh, this segment is brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports consultancy company. Now, we're going to try and get Peter Staunton on the line right now because, of course, we do need to try and uh, give him a call. We're having, of course, these technical issues tonight. It's always going to be like that, like you know, especially when we're, we're uh, having a bit of crack and we're having a bit of fun. So, uh, yeah, so here we go. We are going to try and give Peter a call uh, on our very, very nice... Uh, um, uh, what you can call it? Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, yeah, WhatsApp. <laughs> I always, I always make that mistake. So, hopefully, we're going to get through on WhatsApp. And if he picks up and we get him through, we're going to have a good old chat about this, of course, as well. So uh, he is now entering the chat. So I'm going to uh, figuring all is going to go well because, of course, uh, folks, you know, when we when we have these issues here uh, on the show, we always have a bit of a laugh, and everyone makes fun of us. But you know, we get through it. We get through it. Uh, Peter Staunton, can you hear me loud and clear? Peter, can you hear me loud and clear on the call on our WhatsApp? No? I know Peter's on the line. I know definitely he is on the line, 100%. Peter, can you hear us on the WhatsApp? No, no, folks, this is just having, they're just having a laugh. Now, Peter, I, I, uh, yeah, Peter, can you hear me? Yeah, I think Peter, Peter, can you hear me? Peter, can you hear me? No, we are trying to get this through. Uh, we're going to try and get this through, folks, because this is going to do my head in. I swear to goodness, we are going to try and get this. Peter, can you hear me? Yes, no? Can you can hear me loud and clear. Peter, can you, can you hear me okay? Okay, hold on. I'm going to try and uh, it's the sound on the phone is quite low. So, uh, Peter, okay, you can hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly, Alan. That is great. Listen, Peter, perfect. Uh, look... So anyway, I want to say congratulations on winning the most handsome Mayo Man in Yorkshire award for the 50-year running. <laughs> uh, the competition wasn't so stiff up there. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a few, there's a few old fellas who emigrated across in the 60s and 70s. So, <laughs> listen, Peter, um, straight away, just want to ask you, um, I was, I've been following Gold.com's coverage of the European Super League because you guys are literally the best. You are the best covering it. And I just wanted to say, you know, how, how did you manage to get so balanced about it? Because a lot of the mainstream media, and okay, you are mainstream media at this stage, but a lot of the media like, work seem to be sky-led. And they were really railing about things and screaming about things. You guys covered it with great nuance. Well, thanks very much for that. Yeah, I, I do think that balance w was the key um, because we represent, I suppose, um, you know, the, the, the world's fanship of football. And for as many people who Sky put out in front of the cameras... Uh, to protest, maybe 60 or 80 people outside Ellen Road on Monday night. Well, there's thousands of people around the world who think the Super League is actually a good idea. So they don't need us to lead their opinion for this. They've got their own opinions on it. So all we can do is reflect what the clubs are saying, what the uh, administrative bodies are saying, um, you know, what certain individuals within the game are saying. And we made a, quite a deliberate decision earlier on, not not to take any one op-ed or one editorial line to say this is good or this is bad. We wanted to hear what everybody had to say. 
Peter, it, but in that being said, I mean, because we, we covered last week, and of course, as you know, Andy McLean, he, he was like, no, it's a disgrace. We all said it's wrong, it's a disgrace. But at the same time, I was looking at who was shouting loudest about it and where it all came from. This all came from Martin Ziegler in The Times and then was followed up. In the, so it was all this kind of Murdoch sky-led thing. Now, again, this isn't conspiracy, Peter. This is just the fact of how it was working. But how bad did it look uh, in, in England at the time? Well, I don't, you know, I think people who, who who watch football on Sky and people who, who read the the Sun and and whatnot, I, I don't think they would have put two and two together and really realised where sort of the agenda was coming from. I think people were instinctively in this country, people were instinctively against the idea of a Super League, and they always have been. Okay, so we have to accept that fact. But at the same time, I'm just wondering whether Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and Roy Keane, for example, Michael Richards, these guys, would they have been wound up to the same extent if Sky were the official broadcast partners for a Super League? And I think we both know the answer to that one, Alan. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking, because I saw, you know, Jay, well, you know, especially Gary Neville, and he was like, well, I feel complicit in this. And then he was going on, and I was like, thinking, Gary, you're talking on Sky. Because if you look at it, and <laughs> I, I, I started looking back at it and going, okay, in 85, of course, we had Heysel-Bradford, so the Heysel Stadium in, in, in uh, Belgium, where the Juventus fans were killed during the, the European Cup final. They needed the, well, you the Bradford fire, of course, where we're in, in a ramshackle stadium, people were... Well, actually, it wasn't a ramshackle stadium, which was badly maintained, um, and people burned to death. And then you, you, you look forward then to 88, when the likes of United, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Everton all wanted to break away, and they tried to sell the TV rights to ITV, the, the UK channel. And then you go forward into 89, and of course you have Hillsborough, then you've got, like in 1990, you have the Taylor Report, and then you go on until uh, April 5th, 1991, when they basically say, all the clubs get together and say, we're breaking away from the Football League, and we're forming the Super League. I mean, it, this just seems to be, you know, will this super, European Super League, will it come into effect, Peter, do you reckon? I think it will, yes, someday, Alan. I think it will, yeah. Um, but also, I think, you know, you make a, a great point there. You know, you talk about the Premier League, the formation of the Premier League from 1990, I think 1990, the, the, the first meetings began and 92 was initiated. Silvio Berlusconi didn't like the idea of the Italian champions going out of the, champion, out of the European Cup as it was back as, as far back as 1987 uh, after only one match, which was against, I think, Napoli against Real Madrid. And that meant that European, uh, big European um, football markets were going to lose one of their biggest teams after only one match. So plans were drawn up then to reform the Champions League to make sure that all the super clubs had more matches. Okay, so the idea that football is and always has been exactly like it is now is totally false. But I think when it comes to the vested interests and, you know, you've got Sky, FIFA, UEFA, this is one breakaway uh, too many right at the moment. But if you ask me if I see 10, 15, 20 years down the line, do I see a breakaway happening? Yes, of course. But it'll only happen when the time is right for the governing bodies who are in control of the revenues and in control of uh, the income streams and in control of everything else. When they're happy to do it, they will do it. They do not like the idea of a breakaway happening on their watch. Well, listen, that's, that's what I was thinking as well, because they do not want this to happen. It's just like a, it's a disaster for them. And at the same time, Peter, looking at uh, the reaction of some of the leagues, like, you know, some of the, the Germans, like I, I was told from uh, an inside source in one of the German clubs that they were playing a wait and see uh, game and they were also fearful of what could happen with their fans, like the reaction. Um, the French also, you know, PSG were playing a wait and see game as well. Um, 
what would cause a critical mass for this to happen? What would need to happen for this to happen, Peter? I think I, I do think if PSG and Bayern had bowed this time, then maybe it could have got it over the line. But for for a couple of different reasons, those clubs uh, stayed out for now. I, and I do think that you know you look what happened with Rumenegger immediately after uh, the announcement that Agnelli had left the ECA. Uh, you know, that created a power vacuum, and I think that Bayern and Rumenig in particular see the opportunity for a bit of a power grab there. Okay, so that's what's happened there. Um, and then you have, um, so Rumenig coming in as the interim chief for ECA, He's since been replaced, I think, on a permanent basis uh, by Al Khalifi, um, uh, who's the chairman of, of, of PSG. Now, the reason that PSG didn't go in, there's many reasons why PSG didn't go in just now, okay? So, UEFA and FIFA. UEFA in particular have said that international players could be banned from tournaments uh, if a breakaway takes place. Players from these clubs could actually be banned. Okay, So that's bad news for Qatar 2022 for a start, which we know that uh, Nasser Al-Khalifi is riding two trains at the minute here. He's riding the PSG train and also riding the uh, Qatar 2022 train. So if anything happens to Qatar 2022, he's in trouble at home. Also, BNC Sport, uh, another uh, Qatar-associated entity, uh, well, they run the Champions League rights for many, many years to come. If anything was to happen to the Champions League on his watch to devalue those rights, then again, his position is severely compromised at home. So I do think that Nasr al-Khalifi, uh, right now it's politically convenient from a European football sense to stay in with UEFA, stay in with the Champions League, say no to the Super League. But when the time is right, post-Qatar 2022... Post Champions League rights for being sport. Uh, when the time is right, I do think you'll see uh, Nasser Al Khalifi make that jump as well. And I think that once you get that critical mass of bigger European clubs, uh, like your PSGs, like your Bayern Munichs, once they make the move, uh, then I do think it will tip it over the edge. But Alan, you know as well as I do as a media man, uh, the messaging from Florentino Perez and from Andrea Agnelli and all these other guys needs to be much, much better when they make a fist of it next time round. Um, because, I mean, they would have spent a lot of money. I mean, okay, the logo itself was awful. I mean, geez, if, 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 if one of our kids had done it, we'd say, uh, like, you know, you're going to extra classes for art because... Just take another afternoon. <laughs> I'm telling you, just go back and go back and do it right this time. Uh, Peter, overall, um, like, like, cause you, you, of course, you, you're the, the, the biggest football website in the world. You're the best football website in the world. You're, like, in terms of just sport, how you report, how you do it is beyond, you know, folks, please, goal.com, it's also in Russian as well. I mean, the, the, the quality work they, they produce is just unbelievably good. But Peter, oh, not but, <laughs> there's no but in this. Peter, in saying that, um, like, what would happen, for example, um, if the European Super League would go ahead, would it end up that everyone's going to have to, have to cover it anyway? Because we, like, I, I know, I'd be told by my boss, Alan, um, put things aside and, you know, start watching matches and reporting on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no doubt about it. That's why I was quite surprised, actually. Well, maybe not. But look, there would have been a, lot, a, a short-term shock for a lot of the outlets this week who took the moral high ground by saying, oh, we're not going to cover the Super League, not now, not ever. Football is about the fans and whatnot. But given 18 months, if the Super League was in, are you really going to say that these outlets are not going to cover the Super League? The biggest players in the world, the biggest leagues in the world, the biggest matches, all the games that matter... You know, I think it would just be a matter of time before people had to get on board with it. And that's why we kind of took a a top-down view and stood back from it a little bit and said, look, if it happens, it happens. There's not much we can do about it. You know, we can, all we can do is reflect it, what's out there in terms of the opinion makers within the game and fans uh, outside the game, as it were, outside sort of the official confines of the game. So, 
I don't see the need to take a moral high ground on that kind of thing. And, and Alan, look, the, the history of sports, you know, there are many sports that you can point at and say that it's not changed in the last 100 years, okay? You can take the darts, for example, moving from BBC to Sky. You can take, um, you know, the rugby, you know, that sort of uh, Southern Hemisphere uh, rugby tournament that was going on until COVID. You know, you can look at cricket, you can look at the IPL. Uh, you can Formula One, the developments that have gone on there. Every sport in the world undergoes, undergoes at one stage or another one of these mass seismic changes. And... At the end of the day, somebody who reflects the opinions of, of those in the sport and the fans who watch, watch the sport, all we can do is stand back and, and, and watch these things happen. And I, I would be, you know, would I be majorly disappointed if a Super League came in next season? Well, I don't think I would. As long as I stayed in the job, Alan, I would do my best to reflect <laughs> what was happening within that sport. That's it. And listen, this is like, really, you, you, you're spot on with that because that's it. Like, my, on, on Thursday, we had a, on Thursday, we turned four. Like officially, that was our first Congrats. broadcast back. Yes, there you go. So we're we're we're, we're starting to you know we we're almost ready to go to school, um, and after tonight's technical issues, I, we definitely have to go to school. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> in, in in saying that, we were sitting there, and I just said to him, "Okay, we're discussing the whole situation." I said, "Listen, um, Alexander Zim said, Alexander, listen, if if it was the case, would you watch? Like he's a United fan and a Spartak fan, but you know he's a fan of football and sports." I said, "Would you watch the Super League?" He goes. He said, it's actually set up for guys like me who have, you know, you know, young kid or kids who work long days and really don't have time at the weekends to be, um, to, to be, you know, to, to be, to be following matches at the weekend. Our weekends are pretty busy, tied up with family and kids. So this is actually pretty good for us. And that yeah. seemed to be the prevailing view because even though we, I put out a, a, a thing today and like 60% of the people said they wouldn't watch it. But just as many people said, no, I actually would watch it. It'd be, it'd be, good, it'd be a good watch. Um, yeah. But moving on from that, I, I, okay, with the clubs, which of the clubs... Can, I, can I just come in there? Alan? Yeah, please, Why please. On that yeah. Because it, it's actually not looking for the likes of me and you. It's not looking for people who watch football all the time anyway. What it's looking for is people who don't watch football. It's looking to, to you know, expand its tentacles into other areas. And I'll give you a little, little example of this, okay? I enjoy the tennis. I watch the tennis. I know that you're a big tennis fan. I've got good <laughs> connections within the game. But, like, am I the type of guy that will spend money on a, on a, on a tennis TV subscription and follow tournaments all, all year long? No. But when I lived in London, I would go to the ATP finals, and I would spend my money there, and I would enjoy it, and I'd maybe buy some merchandise, and I would be the ideal fan for those guys because I wanted to spend money at that particular time of the year. Now, whether, whether that type of tournament, the ATP Finals, is going to suit a tennis hardcore, that's another question. But for them, it's irrelevant, because they've already got the hardcore fans. That's okay. You'll come back no matter what if you're a hardcore fan. What they're trying to do is make it more attractive for the casual consumer. If I can put Andy Murray up against Federer or Nadal up against Djokovic and I could do it in London midweek and people will come down and watch it, that's a brilliant thing for the casual fan. That's what they want. And that's what I think that hardcore football fans have not been able to understand this week. It's not about you. Your dollars are already secure in their pockets. What they want to do is expand this and make sure that more people uh, can be feeding into this cash cow. Yeah, Peter, before we, I have one more question to ask you after this. Would we then see, for example, that it would be uh, road games, that these games we played midweek, for example, in the USA uh, or in, you know, in, in, in Japan or China? Is that the thing? Is that the, the, what would happen then in that case? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think that some of the trouble with the Super League last week, if you ask me, like, you know, just to put my business hat on here for a minute, Alan, I don't think it was ambitious enough. I think by saying that we've got these 12 teams and hopefully three more, uh, and we're going to play some sort of indistinct competition at some sort of undetermined date in the future... You know, the whole thing just felt a little bit, and if, excuse me, it felt a little bit half-assed, okay? (laughs) And I think if they'd come out at the beginning with the proper tournament, with the right structure, with the right teams, and everybody signed up, and everybody committed towards it, I think they would have got a bigger reaction. But I I just felt that uh, the the financial aspect was overplayed. We had Perez, and obviously we've had Laporta this week, we've had Agnelli saying, and everything has been about, uh, you know, the sustenance of, of... football in a financial sense into the future. Nobody's ever making the point that it's going to be a better game or there's going to be better competition or going to be better matches. If they'd concentrated more on that, then I think they would have got more buy-in. And yes, absolutely, I do agree with you. Teams like Juventus don't just belong to the people of Turin anymore. Teams like Liverpool don't just belong to people on Merseyside. They belong to the entire world. You know, like if you go to Lagos or you go to um, Nairobi, or if you go to Addis Ababa, like these people are watching Premier League football day in, day out, and the clubs belong just as much to those people as they do to the people on Merseyside. And I think that that's the one point that English football has struggled to come to terms with as the Premier League has exploded in popularity. Okay. It's a local league in terms of where the teams are based, but it's not a local league anymore in terms of where the interest is being generated around the world. No, they are they are uh, like global franchises. I think that's that, that's what we can definitely definitely say. Um, okay, but listen. Before we go, I just want to ask you one uh, one week question. Well, actually, I want to ask you as well. Do you want to stay on the line uh, and join us for the quiz? What time's the quiz? Right away, right after this call. We'll hang up from this and we'll put you into the call, the group. Do you want to take part with our, our final one before our, um, our, let's just say, our May break? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay, but listen, um, Jurgen Klopp seems to almost, you know, he's under a bit of pressure. Uh, if you can sum it up in a minute, yeah. do you think that he might be walking this summer? He might be looking elsewhere or what could push him out of Liverpool? Well, I, I can't speak for Jurgen Klopp, but I'm looking at the Bayern job coming up and I'm looking at the Germany job coming up and I'd be thinking I'd be tempted by either of those. Okay, that is perfect. Peter Staunton, senior editor with Gold.com, the best football website in the world. Thank you very much for your time. Stephen, I will talk to you in just a minute on the quiz. Okay, Alan, always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Okay, uh, right, folks. Uh, after that, uh, how we rescued that? I, I, like I'll explain afterwards how I rescued that one. But uh, let's go ahead with it. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. Of course, that segment was brought to you in association with our partners at Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We're going to take a break right now with someone's favourite uh, artist. It is George Ezra and Shotgun. Back after this with a big fat filthy quiz. Sports with Alan Moore. I'm dreaming of If you need me You know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the heart sound Feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the heart sound Feeling like a someone South of the 
to Capital Sports Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and we're surviving the night so far, folks. Uh, we're going to have the quiz in just one moment. It'll be an unusual one, but we're going to get it done. Okay, uh, in saying that, I'm going to have a quick look at the English Premier League scores as well, of course. Uh, right now, it is still, after 81 minutes, 2-1 to West Brom. Okay, 2-1 to West Brom. Uh, Tyrone Ming's own goal has West Brom just edging it. But they're still going to go down, but it's good to see a wee bit of fighting them, you know? Now, uh, folks, uh, plus 795, 1-1, one, 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 zero, five, three. The question, I've just asked you, like, the, the very simple question. We meant to ask at the start of the last one, of course. We got messed up, but you have, uh, you have about 10 minutes to send in the answer. The question is this. Um, name, okay, the English club beginning with L, who were one of the leaders, leaders, of course, of the European Super League. So the English team with the, starting with the letter L, Okay, I think you know who it is. It is not Leicester, uh, but it is one of the, uh, well, let's just say Merseyside teams. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the phone right now, uh, actually to Skype, as it is in my hand. And hopefully I'm going to go one by one with people. I'm going to go straight away. Um, the first person who will be up, of course, will be Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, can you hear me loud and clear? Andrew, I'm going to try and get you a, a little bit louder. Um, uh, Andrew, can can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, that is brilliant. So, Andrew Flint hears me loud and clear. Okay, uh, next up will be Peter Staunton. Peter, can you hear me loud and clear? Hi, hi, Alan. I can hear you loud and clear. Superb. And fine. Uh, no, no, finally, I've also got uh, Peter P on the line. Peter, how are you doing? Can you hear me? I'm all good, I'm all good. That's a good, nice one. Um, I have Mr. Flint on the phone. The old, no, no, I say the more uh, 
the, the more handsome Mr. Flint. Can you hear me on the line? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay, very good. Andrew, you never said what your dad's name is. You never introduced me to your dad. It's, it's uh, Mr. Flint. No, it's Roger. 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 Okay, Roger. I'm away back into like airplane mode. Remember the movie Airplane? It's like Roger, Roger, over, Unger. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, That's I'm, the question, yeah? yeah? I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what you get on this thing. Uh, and of course, we already have one winner on the line. Of course, we have uh, the brilliant Peter Staunton, who, as I said, has won for the fifth year in a row. He has won the most handsome Mayo man in, uh, <laughs> in Yorkshire. And uh, there is stiff competition for that. There is definitely competition for that. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, is that... Oh, yeah, then, Isil Cody. Isil, you're on the line with us. Hello? Yeah, Isil, great, I can hear you, great. I, I feel very forgotten at the end there. <laughs> I know. We usually <laughs> say ladies first, but you've been left till the end. That's just a space. Well, that's why I ended up at the end. So let's continue on. <laughs> well, listen, see, there you go. I, I mean, it's like in Eurovision, because people remember the last song first, if you know what I mean. So, we'll, like, hopefully, like, you have the edge. You're basically in the, the outer lane. You know, in, in the sort of like a 400 race. So you see all the others setting off. Oh, no, that's the other way around, isn't it? No, okay. Yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, no, it's not going to work for you, no. <laughs> all right. So straight away, I'm going to start off uh, with our questions. I'll explain them in a moment. And I'm actually having to, to balance now with, I'm right-handed. I'm, I'm, I'm using my left hand to hold the phone close to the microphone to keep the Skype on air. So, uh, folks, if, if, I, I, if suddenly everyone drops... That's the phone falling from my hand. Okay, so the first question or first um, topic are German Ice Hockey League team names. Okay, that's the Deutsche Ice Hockey League team names. Okay, so I'm going to start off right away with Andrew Flint, uh, Flint the Younger. Um, Ezerlohn, Ezerlohn, what are they? The Ezerlohn what? Well, seeing as I'm a, a, a diehard fan of German Ice Hockey, this will be easy for me. Um, oh Christ alive! Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Flint knows more German than I have. No I'll, idea. No I'll idea. give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, what? I give you a hint. <laughs> it's not a very threatening ice hockey, but I'll go for cockerels. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you. Ah. Thank you. Only say cocks, but it's um, it's roosters. Roosters. <laughs> Roosters, zero points for you so far. Okay, uh, next one up is uh, Peter Staunton. Peter, I am so sorry for dragging you into this. You don't deserve it. This is so far below your level. It's below all of your levels. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, so your one is the Fish Town. <laughs> sorry, Fish Town. <laughs> That's the Fish Town what? <laughs> the Fish Town Let's Scholars. No, no, I'll give you a hint. Something that eats fish in the sea. Whales. <laughs> no, actually, that's that. Because they were the heart for whalers. No, it is penguins. Penguins, okay. Fishtown so. penguins. Yeah, there you go. You'll never forget that now. Because, of course, I was going to say something that only eats fish, and that's Isla, because she's, she's an Episcopalian. No, not Episcopalian. Episcopalian. I'm not unwell. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's a religion. Sorry. Okay, moving very quickly on. Peter P. Peter P. Your one. The Schwenninger. Schwenninger. That's in the Black Forest, in the heart of the Black Forest. Schrodinger. 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 Can I get a Can I get a hit as well? Uh, something that you use to fly. 
Slot? <laughs> Something used to fly. That you would slide. Sorry, the connection is very bad. Okay. Something you used to slide. No, no, fly, fly. Something you would use to fly. fly. Yeah. Schrodinger's, uh, I don't know what. <laughs> Pigeons. Uh, I, is, is it a, a bird of some sort? No, no, no. It's some part of a bird. Oh, God. Please. Wings? Yes, yes. What kind of wings? Oh, what kind of wings? That, that's so cliche. I'm going to give you two points. Well, at, at least it's better than, like, Penguins yeah, or whatever true. the first one was. <laughs> uh, the roosters. There you go, it's, roosters. It's oh. roosters yeah. That's true. No, Peter, Peter. Yeah, actually, Peter Stoughton's right. It is wait, wait, actually. Wait, wait. Hold up. Is it, is it like a recurring theme? That's like every every team, every German team is bird themed, or, or am I am I am I just imagining things? Actually, you're right. Actually, you're right. Uh, no, but well, the next one isn't. The next one isn't. The ne Peter, thank you for pointing that out because the next one, uh, Roger, uh, for you, the Cologne, Cologne. You can answer me yes. this. It's it's yes. it's something that also eats fish but doesn't fly. Eats people as well, but doesn't fly. Cologne. Yeah, cologne. cologne. Yeah, but, um, doesn't fly. Yeah. Cathedral. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fiona, stop! Stop helping! Don't. I don't think this is the answer. No, I know. I'm trying to think of. A bird? To no, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not a bird. It's, it's not a bird. It's a hundred percent not a bird. No, it's not a bird. I'd like to leave this section on for a while. <laughs> okay, it's something Welcome that you to the finest sports journalism. I'm telling you. Oh, this is why I win all these awards. Um, okay, it is something that doesn't fly but does eat fish and sometimes eat people as well. A dinosaur. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Actually, they're out of Toronto Raptors in don't basketball. Explain the, don't explain the theory about the dinosaurs going, <laughs> no. Andrew, before the people. Do not no. ruin it for them. No, it is the sharks, the sharks, the Cologne sharks, Kerner High. Okay, Kerner High. <laughs> Sorry, Roger, we're going to really move on now quick. And finally, Eastold, Eastold for you. The uh, Straubing, Straubing. Straub. Can I get a hint, please? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's called rawr, like that. <laughs> no, it's not a dinosaur. Okay, it either sounds like a tiger who's in pain or a distressed donkey. So I'm going to go with tiger. It sounded like Austin Powers. Wow, <laughs> 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 baby. That's why I went with tiger because I was thinking of the hand movement. Yes, the kind of claw. <laughs> I did that actually here with my hand on the. If you could see it on the camera, Wait, I did. To drop <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I, I swear to God, so what, this is. What exactly is it? It's a tiger. It's a tiger. Straubing tigers. But listen, yeah, there are the, actually there actually are the castle huskies, and uh, well, it doesn't matter. Okay, we're moving quickly on. At the end of that, Easel is leading on five points. Peter P is on two points. Everyone else hasn't got a point yet. Okay, moving on. Missing word. Missing word. You have to fill in the missing word. Okay, very very quickly. So first one. Okay, first one. This is for Andrew Flint. Andrew, uh, German clubs. What? This, of course, is about the European Super League. Germans. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to give you three points for it. Cautious about the European Super League. Cautious about the European Super League. Um, all right. Uh, Peter Staunton, next one is for you. Trump on top of what? Stormy Daniel. <laughs> oh, for Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> I'm going to give you five points. 
You, you you read the room so well, Peter, I swear to God. You just fit in easily. You actually fit in just like Andy Mack, and that sounds even worse now. I'm just listen to the back of my head. Right, uh, it's about on top of Gilbert in the Crucible. That even sounds worse than Stormy Daniels. Okay, moving quickly on. It's, of course, a, a snooker player called Trump. Right, uh, moving quickly on to Peter P. Peter P., uh, do Liverpool deserve a what? No, no, they don't. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to just cut you off right there. No, they don't. Whatever, they don't deserve nothing. <laughs> I'm going to give you six points for that one. All right, well done. It's a, a top four place. Okay, deserve a top four place. Okay, Roger, quickly on to you. Bojo says no to what? Bojo, as in Boris Johnson. Bojo says no to what? Carry. To ca- oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> He'd get a glass of wine over his head. No. Uh, Bojo says no to Breakaway League, but I'll give you, I'll give you four points for that. I'll give you four says points. No, says, Bojo says no to Super League. Yeah, wait, oh, 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 listen, you rescued it. I'm going to give you five points, yes. It's to Breakaway League, so five points you got to bang on. Okay, uh, Isol Cody, last one to you. You can go into the league because Peter P isn't lead right now. So here we go, very, very quickly. Um, oh, God. Tea bags at dawn as what? Tea bags at dawn as what? As Bridge Club resume following lockdown. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you three points. It's actually as Olympic officials disagree or argue over foodstuffs. There you go. They're talking about like, uh, what athletes are bringing with them. They said that tea bags are dangerous. There you go. Um, okay, finally, on to the last round. This is the big decider. Ten points for every correct question. This is about the European Super League clubs. Who has the biggest debt? Okay, this is for Andrew Flint. Spurs or Manchester United? Probably going to be Spurs versus Stadium, I'm going to guess. Yes, you are correct. 589 million compared to Man United's 450. Okay, Peter Staunton, uh, who has the bigger debt? Juventus or Inter Milan? Inter Milan. Oh, do you know what? It's actually Juventus. Officially Juventus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have 335 compared to 270. 335 compared to 270. There you go. Uh, but it's, I'm, I'm, right on the brink. I thought they were going out of business. Actually, Inter Milan are, are in serious trouble right now. Yeah, they're in serious, serious trouble. They might win the league and it could go bust. Okay, very quickly. I'm going to give you two points because right, you were very, very committed to that answer. So I'll give you two points. Um, Peter P., uh, if you get 10 points, you are out in the lead. You will at least get joint first place. So you'll be sharing the top of the podium with Isil Cody. So what is the total debt for the 12 clubs in the, well, the former or formerly known as European Super League? Is it 5.6 billion or 6.6 billion? You heard it here last week, folks. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, six, six billion. No, it was 5.6 billion. 5.6 billion. Okay. Uh, Roger, question for you. Who has higher revenue? Liverpool FC or Man United PLC? Or is it FC? Okay, sorry. Who has the higher, who has the higher um, uh, revenue? Is it Liverpool or Manchester United? Uh, Manchester United. You are correct. With 580 million compared to Liverpool's uh, 558. Okay, you are out in the lead. You can still win this if 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 Easel doesn't get this right. 
Okay, she could choke like Spurs today, but let's see what happens. Okay, okay. Iselt, over to you. Um, who, <laughs> who has the bigger? Okay, okay. Let's put it this way. Uh, which of the? Okay, as oh, here we go. Who has the bigger? Uh, Mark, who has a bigger revenue? Is it Real Madrid or Bayern Munich? Who's the bigger revenue, Real Madrid or Bayern Munich? I'm going to go with, for no apparent reason, but I think they're probably more prudent, Bayern Munich. They probably invested in something. No, no, it's actually Real Madrid. They are getting 608.91 compared to Bayern's 638. And the winner, the winner is Roger Flint. Roger, congratulations. The, the prize is on the way to you. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Okay. Everyone. Okay. Thank you very, very much, guys. Thank you. Guys, we 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 have we have lost everyone on the line right now. They're busy discussing, as you can hear in the background. It's like in a pub right now. They're busy talking. Okay, <laughs> this is okay. Fine. As as our people like uh, you know, in our backing track, there they're arguing amongst themselves. We're going to wait to break right now because we're back uh, on, or we're going to go out now until the sixteenth of May. We're back, of course, on the sixteenth of May. So I want to wish every one of you a very happy Easter next weekend. I want to wish you all. Uh, very happy May holidays. Of course, it's Dempo Biet on the ninth. So look after yourselves. Take care of each other. Our winner tonight for our signed Spartak shirt is Olga. Olga actually messaged in correct. It is Liverpool. Okay, we had six messages. Olga got the correct one. So I want to say thank you to everyone for uh, sticking with us tonight. It was a tough one again, but we got through it. And we're going to go out with Panic at the Disco because, like everyone else, for Capital Sports and for the world right now and for the May holidays, we have... I hope so. Back on May 16th with you all. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.